Peter, good afternoon. Firstly to you. Good afternoon, Mark. And you actually brought in a, a special guest today, which actually means I don't have to do a lot because your guest is going to interview you and I'll just sit here and, and drink a glass of water. <laughs> it is a big good day to uh, uh, Miss Universe Australia, Tegan Martin. Thank you for coming in. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, you, you've got a, a big interest in sort of uh, health issues. So we'll I do. get into it today. Absolutely. I just was telling Pete that I, I do a lot of radio, but it's not always about the things I want to talk about. So I'm at you know Melbourne Cup Carnival talking about jockeys and trainers, and then I'm talking about the arias and actors, and all I really want to do is talk about health and wellness. So Ke- here we are. Careful, they'll hear you say that and you won't get invited back to anymore. <laughs> Look, I love it all, but nothing gets me more excited than a good old-fashioned health and wellness chat, doesn't it, Pete? That's exactly right, and we're so excited to be talking... With Mark as well, because we're going to throw a few curly questions oh, his nice. way as well. I want to test you, Mark. No, don't do that. All right, Health and Wellbeing next to 2 RFM 103.7. Peter Mullen and his special guest today, who's making my job a lot easier. Um, <laughs> sit back and relax. And Sid Teagan, look, you're here with Peter, and you have actually want to have a discussion with Peter about, uh, I guess, health and wellbeing matters. Where, where are we going today? Absolutely. Today we're actually talking all things digestive health gut-related issues, all the things that you wouldn't expect Miss Universe Australia to be talking about on air. (laughs) But but yet things that affect us all. Absolutely. So um, I'm actually someone that has suffered from great digestive issues myself. So Pete's been a great help for me in deciphering how to get to the bottom of that. And the reason I chose this topic today is because it seems like everyone I talk to these days has or knows someone who suffers from Mm. gut issues. And there has to be a reason why it's becoming more prevalent, but it really hit me a few weeks ago when I was at a barbecue and someone brought out the big thing of chicken for everyone to share. And the guy next to me, who's the most fit, strong guy I know, was like, oh, I can't have chicken. It affects my it affects my gut. And I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is everywhere. Like what has happened for us to get to this point? Pete, why has every <laughs> second a- person got gut issues? Let's start with that. Well, that's um, that's a really big question, but it's a, a as you're saying, it's such a common thing. Like every patient I see would come in with gut issues, no matter yeah. what else is going on with their health. And um, I think it's a number of a number of reasons. Mm. Um, I think it's that our diet's not as good as what it used to be. There's a lot more processed food for sure. I think stress is a massive factor. Mm. Like so many people that I see that have gut issues, they now have a functional gut issue as well as food affecting them as well as gut bugs affecting them um so stress is a big factor so food quality stress the fact that our microbiome's changed so much like our gut flora is not the same as what it was a hundred years ago so there's we've lost species from our gut so same as we're losing species from the amazon mm-hmm. we're losing species of bacteria from our gut that no one knows possibly what they did beneficially or what the ramifications are going to be um, and then I think just that the fact that um, like leaky gut, gut wall inflammation, there's so many gut disruptors that we come across that cause that chronic low-grade inflammation to our gut because mm-hmm. people don't realise irritable bowel is actually, it is actually an inflammatory bowel condition. It's not classed as the same as ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease, but it is a low-grade level of inflammation that once it gets triggered, then everything keeps it going. Mm-hmm. So it can be... You know, gut parasites, it can be food intolerances. Often it's preceded by the development of a leaky gut in the first place. So I think the gut gets into a bad state and then I think everything, like old mate with his chicken, Mm. you know, then you start to have problems with food because the big catch cry here is that people say it can't be my diet because I've always eaten this way. 
but now I can't eat chicken or now I can't eat this or now I can't eat that. And Everyone that says that. because that gut integrity is broken down. Exactly right. And sometimes people come to you with a skin issue or um, we've spoken about this before, anxiety issues, and they're not even thinking they've got gut, gut issues, but you are looking at it across a perspective of, you know, this may be where it's stemming from. And I saw you last year about my perioral dermatitis and the first thing we spoke about was my gut. You know, and I'm walking around with this rash on my face. It was Melbourne Cup Carnival. I was the face of it. And I've got this bright red rash breaking out <laughs> on my face going, how do I fix this? And this is before where everyone was wearing masks. So you <laughs> Unfortunately, masks weren't fashionable last year. But, um, yeah, one of the first things Pete said is, you know, we probably won't be able to look at it right now because gut issues don't. They're not fixed overnight, but when you finish the carnival, come back and we'll start looking at your gut bugs and we'll really dive deep into that again. So I think what I'm starting to notice is, you know, many things linked to the gut and many people suffering from skin issues or anxiety may not even know that this is an option for them to look at. Yeah, I think that, I think the good news is that it is becoming more, more popular like everyone's a lot more conscious of gut health and the connection between the gut, the brain and the immune. And, and um, yeah, but still people don't always equate that, that, you know, that a skin, like when someone, I see someone with eczema, for instance, I'll say to the parents like this is, it's presenting on the skin, but it's not a skin problem. Mm. It's an immune problem. And the most likely common denominator would be what's going on with the gut. To NURFM 103.7 on a Tuesday afternoon, we uh, do health and wellbeing with Peter Mullen. And Peter with his very special guest today, Miss Universe Australia, Tegan Martin. Tegan, a little bit later, we've actually got a great, you and I have got a great connection we'll be exploring a little while later. I'm scared. No, no. In the meanwhile, though, let's get back to gut health. All right, Pete. So... We've discussed why we think gut issues are becoming more prevalent, and I think you are right. However, I think the thing that people are struggling with the most is what to do first when they start to notice symptoms. There is an overload of information out there. Every second person's talking about it on their Instagram in the wellness space, but I think we need to give people some clarity as, you know, what is the first step to take? Well, look, it, is, it can be a bit of a nightmare trying to work out where to start when you've got gut health issues. Mm. But um, I always like to think there's a lot of common sense when it comes back to the, the gut and the digestive system. And if you sort of start with the basics, if if you're getting a lot of gut symptoms, number one, you really need to see someone that specialises in gut health yes. issues for starters because the general GP really doesn't have a lot of training about gut and gut health. Um you know, the number of, of patients I see that are on reflux medication but, you know, drink and eat at the same time. Mm. You know, like there's just so many common sense to do with gut health stuff that starting with the digestion, starting with um, what you're eating, when you're eating, how much you're eating at a meal. Like our digestive tract really is very forgiving, like 18 to 28 feet spread out roughly mm. the size of a tennis court. Like, And we shovel, I think, 10 tonnes of... I think it's 10 tonnes of food and we get rid of about five tonnes of poo. Mm. So we give it a fair hiding. You I just had to throw word. that. I had to throw oh, that in my it. It's <laughs> happened. It's done it. <laughs> We're there now. I couldn't help myself, all right? <laughs> Peter, I'm going to pick up on something very specific you said there about eating and drinking at the same time for some being a no-no. What is, yep. What's the, the message there? Mm. Well, just for like PPI, proton pump inhibitors, like reflux medication are amongst the most sold drugs in the world. And people get reflux because they're eating the wrong food, they're eating too much food, 
and or most likely they have an issue with the valve between their esophagus and their stomach. And it, it, is, it should be a preventable condition. People shouldn't have to go on medication for it. But one of the big things is if you eat a meal and then have a big drink of water with it on top, oh. the food's going to sit in your stomach. It, the, the water sits on top. And if you've got valve problems or a hiatus hernia, that valve's going to open back up. The acids and the water's going to come straight back up and give you reflux. So I always say 15 minutes before or at least an hour after. I spent my whole childhood drinking, guzzling a big... It was like an expected thing. Where's my drink with my dinner, mum? Mm. And it was life-changing for me. The day that someone said, you know you're not supposed to guzzle a whole thing of water or Coke <laughs> you know, when, you're, <laughs> Coke. when you're eating dinner. Did you say that? That's <laughs> another Uber word on the Uh-oh. radio. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was life-changing. And it, and it makes sense, you know. You're eating food and then it's floating around in, in this liquid. How is our you know stomach supposed to digest Make the sense food with, with all the liquid in there? So that's a number one little takeaway for everyone today. Well, well, what it does is it battles against the fact that you're thirsty. I've eaten something, now I'm thirsty. Mm. And now you're telling me I have to train myself to wait a while. Well, no, what, what that possibly means is that you're mm. dehydrated. Yes, I was going to say that. Right, um, so now they're both getting up on me. <laughs> well, who's, who's the naturopath? That's what this segment should be called. No, no, it's, it's true because... <laughs> you bring this girl in, but she takes your job, takes my oh, job. Oh, God, sorry, guys. <laughs> I'll just stop now. No, I... Um, I agree. I, I If I'm dehydrated, I will eat and eat and eat and be like, why am I so hungry today? And um, since I've got, you know, one of those big, what are they, litre yeah. water bottles and carry it around with me in my car, I'm eating much less. I still like to graze, but I feel like dehydration is probably yeah, a big interesting. thing. Yeah. Well, big, a big tip for people is, um, you know, a lot of people get that flat spot three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. Rather than have a coffee or something to eat, drink a litre of water. And the the amazing, it's amazing if you're dehydrated, when you drink that amount of water or drink a good amount of water, your brain comes back online again. The difference between feeling hydrated and not is quite remarkable. So if you have that flat spot, try water first before the coffee and the... That's not what I reach for at 3 p.m. <laughs> what really about not. yourself? It's really not. Um, everything that we said that was we weren't supposed to be reaching for, I've. It's, it's always three o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I reach for the you know now it's the whole food natural sugar bar, but it's still it's still, it's still cheating. Bar. You know, yeah. I don't think I'm tired. Liter of water, but now I will give it a go. Give All it a right. go, and if you need to, put a little bit of salt in it sometimes if you're a bit adrenally exhausted as well. But yeah, Ooh. just try the water. All right, welcome back to Health and Wellbeing with Peter Mullen and his uh, very special guest slash interviewer today, uh, Miss Universe Australia, Tegan Martin. We've got to do this now. You're looking at me like you're going to say it. (laughs) You know I'm going to say it. I told you I was. Look, have a very special connection. You've actually met and spent a little bit of time with someone I think is absolutely fantastic. Who is it? Oh, Donald Trump. Let's just get it out there. He actually owned the Miss Universe pageant. The last year I did it was the last year he owned it. Mm -hmm. So we stayed at his golf resort in Miami. Yeah. And he was there with his little entourage every day um, playing golf and and we were sort of just like Such looking life, over, like looking out the corner of our eye, like Donald Trump's playing golf next to our um, rehearsing stage. Mm. Like this is the weirdest thing ever. And at the time, he was just you know a great entrepreneur, mm. very well known. But um, he wasn't the president of the United the United States, and I didn't know he was going to be. So getting a selfie with him was pretty cool. Yeah. But now it's depends yeah. on what side of the yeah exactly. Available. Now it's controversial. <laughs> he might give you might give him a call now. He might get another one. Can we get Donald on the line? Yeah. Ask him about his gut health. 
<laughs> he might have other priorities at the moment. Well, he's he's not in my. He's probably in your phone, Tegan. Has he got the number? Oh, there? I don't. I don't. But uh, I yeah. Look, I, I I'm very careful of what I say about about you're, my time in, with Donald Trump. Look, you're in safe hands here. Some of the listeners <laughs> may be not, but um, I do say to everyone I speak to, he was very very lovely to everyone that walked in the room. He acknowledged everyone. I noticed him one day. He acknowledged the guy that opened the door for mm. him and give him his his best wishes. So I liked that about him. All right. And, and we'll uh, leave it there. Let's get back to gut health. <laughs> all right. All right. I've had my little bit. All right. We're wrapping up with you guys today. Uh, go all right, for Pete. It. I, um, I really want to talk about this because for me, my gut healing journey was very long and hard. And there were so many times where I just wanted to give up. There was one point for me where I realized why everything that is supposed to be good for your gut, like bone broth, um, all the things that they tell you to take when you've got gut issues, probiotics, they were making me feel worse and they were they were stirring my gut up worse than, than it was already. And it wasn't until I saw a different practitioner that I realized I had a lot of histamine issues and there's histamine in lots of the gut healing foods. So it took me three years of thinking I was doing the right thing to kind of get to a point of being like, wow, Every single person's gut issues are so different to the point that sometimes you can be taking things that everyone says are good for your gut, but if you're you've got you know if you're a special case, they're not. So I w- I really wanted to leave everyone on a note of if you are suffering from gut issues, please stick it out. Seek out the best. Seek out as you mentioned earlier, gut experts because you really do need someone that knows their stuff in this yeah, in this area. Definitely, and I think um. Definitely testing as well, like mm. getting seeing someone who can work out you with you what the what the order of tests you should do if you do need to have testing done and what's what tests are going to give you the best um, best results or the best place to start. Yeah. And that's interesting. You've done so well in navigating that because the whole histamine intolerance mm. stuff is it's a bit bit newer on the block. I was and, eating bucket loads of spinach every day and then I read that there's histamine in spinach and I'm like, I can't win. <laughs> yeah, and as you said, bone broth and kombucha and fermented foods, no good if you've got that histamine intolerance. And probably another area that um, is, again, very confusing for people is the whole SIBO conversation uh, as well, yeah. which has really been around for a long time. It's just that now we have a name for it. That's the test that you you blow air into a tube or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's where um, SIBO is where often due to chronic constipation, bacteria that normally live in the large bowel, because there's a valve between your small bowel and your large bowel called the ileocecal valve, and bacteria can get from the large bowel, where the, most of our bacteria are in our large bowel, and bacteria that normally would be in the large bowel can actually grow up into your small bowel. So now you have to be so careful with um, starchy foods. For even a lot of your healthy vegetables, you can't have on a SIBO diet because you're feeding these bad bacteria. So that's where it can, can get confusing about, you know, what even diet should be should I be on. But that's why testing is so important. Mm. If you, you know, suspect something like SIBO, you want to be tested for it and rule it out. Yeah, absolutely. I think people are so confused as to where to get the test, what test to do. But our, I guess, overarching piece of advice is find someone who knows their stuff. I think you've mentioned to me before, there's still so much research to be done in the space of, of, you know, that, what is it? How many feet? 18 to 28 feet. 18 to 28 feet. There's much more research to be done. There's there's species being wiped out and and new ones probably being brought in. And and if you're not seeing someone who lives and breathes this knowledge, 
it may be a little bit harder to, to get to the bottom of what your issue is because it's going to be different to the next person. Peter, if only you were this passionate about your own topic every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting some really good tips. I'm going to be a lot more passionate from now on. Besides. About Donald Trump or? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you, were, you gave some good, some good points on him, so that's okay. <laughs> Actually, you did. You did. You were very nice about it. Really, like that was um, very well done. Very. You've got to be diplomatic when you're a Miss Universe Australia. All right. Well, we we, we got there. We survived. Look, a a great chat. Uh, back to Peter. Back to normal next week. Just a couple of blokes talking health. No, actually, How I think, boring I think, without I me. I, no, I think Tegan's coming back again. Are you coming Am back I? next week? Oh, I'd love to. I'm in I Newcastle think... and I'm bored. <laughs> there we go. No, I think I think I'm interviewing interviewing you next week. Oh about wow! Your okay. Health journey. Yeah. Well, that's a long that's one. The, so that's how the long memo, you got? That's the memo I got. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Well, look. Maybe part two next week. Thank you. I'll uh, tell you a bit more about Trump next week. All right. Thank you, uh, Miss Tegan Martin, uh, Miss Universe Australia. Thank you for coming in for health and wellbeing. Thanks for having me. And Peter, we'll see you next week as well. And thank you to me for coming in as well. To NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.